So, Will, you're, you were suggesting that we talk about Wilbur's stages of development in relation to the Palestinian and Israeli conflict. Right. So go ahead, man. Help me out here. Well, I mean, the, the background is, I mean, I'm, I'm working now with Wilbur's book, um, The Religion of Tomorrow, which is, which is a kind of strange book, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I and I think I gave it to you so so because you're like an expert on on tantric Buddhism, by the way, and it delves and the book is about basically the forced turning in in Buddhism or mm-hmm. in, in sp- mm-hmm. spirituality, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in general. Yeah. And yeah. so what he does in this book, I mean, it's it's like it's kind of redundant to to the umph degree, umpteenth degree. Yeah. Uh, but then he has like this very deep insight still. And then, uh, you know, uh, 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 and then he talks about, you know, reincarnation and Akasha Chronicles as if they're like, a, you know, a true thing. And so it's like a very weird kind of um, meshing together of, of rational ideas and and superstitions and all of this. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Mm-hmm. And so, but um, the basic argument that he is proposing there is that, you know, if you look at the individual cultures themselves, you have either cultures that, you know, religiously or spiritually speaking, concentrate their, you know, spiritual awakening um, on, you know, on these states of consciousness, which is the gross gross state, the subtle state, the causal state, and the non-dual state, and different practices to attain these um and, and that's a the, separate thing than than actual like uh development let's say moral right. development ethical development intellectual right. development uh, etc so these would be the structures basically mm-hmm. and so you would have the mythic traditional kind of of, of structure yeah. of consciousness yeah. and then what happens is you know with the enlightenment and modernity and humanism and we talked about all of this um this kind of struct structure approach you know that yeah. the Western culture kind of um, om- omitted the states of consciousness. There's no Western methodology that teaches you how to attain the causal state, but it's much more now about development, about the structures, and you know secularism and mm-hmm. postmodernism. Mm-hmm. So the the structures basically, and so and so I that's the that's the background. And so then I was thinking, okay, with the topic which is still very much on my mind is obviously, you know, of all of our minds is of course, you know, the, the kind of Israelian Palestinian conflict. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we touched on this before, but there is of course, you know, the notion or the idea that Israel for, I mean, for better or worse is a, a secular, you, you know, democracy. Um, well, not a secular democracy, but, uh, but, but a, a modern democracy yeah a modern a modern democracy i wouldn't call it a secular democracy because it's i mean you can get a passport there if you're jewish but you can if you're some other religion right right yeah but still it has the operating system of all that what modernity has to offer yeah basically yeah. and well, so it's completely let just to finish this off it's go just ahead. Completely, yeah yeah i get it yeah mm-hmm. completely engulfed in in a in a you know, a uh, mythic traditional kind of uh, uh, landscape, cultural landscape, where uh, where the basic ideology is: if you don't believe in my God, I'm I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, this is. I, I was thinking about this. Is not necessarily like an Islamophobe, uh, you know, uh, perspective. It's more like a Islamo-realistic view because that's what ha- what has happened in the last. 20 years or so and so yeah. well i was yeah. talking to a doctor who was you know in afghanistan and he observed and i don't know which particular tribe or which particular sect of islam or uh he, he observed this kind of uh procession where the young men were whipping themselves with uh you know uh till they were bloody yeah. right and they're in this kind of ecstatic state and they're whipping themselves and they're you know in this procession and this was their way of getting closer to god and is it is the question is does this make them closer to god quote unquote um it makes them close it puts them in some kind of frenzied murderous state 
certainly, or ecstatic state. But is that the religion of tomorrow? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, so uh, so uh, so yes, I think there's this there is this sort of primitivism that uh, perhaps needs to be you know transcended in in the in Islamic tradition. Um, I was thinking that I was talking to somebody else last night about just you know chimps, you know what what they do, and if if a bunch of if somebody from a neighboring chimp tribe comes and attacks your children and rapes your women and all of that, you 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 go to war, right? That's what chimps do. So it's 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 very primordial this whole thing. It's like, okay, what is Israeli doing? I mean, on what it's not because they're more advanced or anything. They're 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 still operating on the most basic level here. Okay, so so that so a, a a neighboring horde comes in and you know invades uh, you know your tribal boundary and 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 rapes your women and you know and uh, you know live streams it. You know, so you know. In other words, you know, shows it off to the world as as this great, you know, conquering uh, victory where the the women are being raped and the grandmothers are. So there's some grand, you know, being being kidnapped and the the children put in ovens and you know the most cruel possible thing you could you could you could do. And in a way, you know, and that's what that's the that's very that's like. That's at the basis of tribal dynamics, which is terrible to to think of. Because I I couldn't I was thinking about this and I, I couldn't sleep. I was I was thinking, God, this is what we do. We make war. We we right. If if somebody comes in and rapes your women and your children, you you go to war and then you try to kill as many of them as possible. That's who we are. Yes. That's who we are. It's fucked up, man. Uh, and we don't really notice that because we live in these nice little civilized bubbles of of behavior when and when that sort of thing happens it feels like it's on the periphery but so the states and stages things is a little bit deceiving because we'll still be even if we attain the, the even if the, the israel is more advanced uh, in some intellectually and and ethically you know which it is okay sorry israel is more advanced in that way not saying everything they do is good they're still gonna they're still going to go right down to the very bottom of development when when that sort of thing happens and and act in the most primordial manner possible which is war yeah i mean it's very strange and it's very interesting what you say because i mean i do live in a bubble i live in mallorca which is a bubble within the bubble of spain and central europe mm -hmm. which is in a bubble of of a world of violence and so then when these things happen you're you know confronted with your primordial self which is you know we are a violent a violent people we are a violent species basically and um but it's like the the whole thing is kind of breaking my mind because I don't know who I am anymore. So like politically speaking, mm -hmm. so so it's like you have, you know, you have a situation where there's a a, a country or nation or land, you know, which is attacked from outside, you know, which is like engulfed from by enemy, hostile forces, basically by hostile forces, yeah. and then you For kind of. Part. And then you kind of, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, you, you're defending yourself. And independently, if you're talking about Ukraine or Israel, it's like the, it's like completely the same people are not on the same. How do I phrase that? It's like the same people who are want to go to war for for the Ukraine, don't don't attest Israel the right to do the same thing, and it's like. So what does it make me? You know, I don't understand if I'm left or right anymore. I, it doesn't make the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. Why would you? Why would you be pro-Ukrainian and pro-Palestinian at the same time? That doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, because they're both like you know, the, the they're there's feudal forces. They're kind of like feudal forces that are fighting against you know. 
um, uh, at least, yeah, I get at least a, a society that is, you know, in, in Israel, there's, there's Muslim doctors working in very good hospitals with, with Jewish doctors. They work together, right? Like, like, um, I mean, so in, in, in Gaza, if you're, if you're, if you're homosexual, they could throw you off a building and in a, mo in a moment, right? And then they're, they're using civilian people as shields. What do you, what are you supposed to do? Like, what would you do? You know, if somebody comes into your land and does that, what would you do? You know, regardless of the historical circumstances, like. Just on a primordial level, like. but you could also, and that's the that's the whole point. You can make the case. Well, Israel, you know, was kind of what's colonial and 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 kind of you know, robbing the land and and was kind of the Im implicit aggressor of all of this. But then you look at the last twenty years, what happened in the Ukraine and how how the Ukraine, you know, did mass genocides on the on the Russian people living in their territory. And so it's like, mm, so with, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. what measure do you look at these two kind of uh, social political, you know, conflicts? Yeah. And I, yeah. don't I mean, well, my view, like, and maybe it's the wrong view, and it could be the just a totally wrong view. It's just a view. It's just a perspective. And it's a perspective of somebody without any skin in the game. So I'm rather hesitant. You know, and my feeling is what Israel has to do is, is they have to, they have to, yes, they have to defend their territory, and yes, they have to go in there and and, and do it, do it as necessary, as quickly as possible, so that there is not a long, prolonged war that goes on for you know another, another uh, thousand years, ceasefires, and you know, and all that, and you know, it's not going to work. You know, discussions. No. Every, whatever the, the UN, <laughs> that's just my feeling of the whole thing. But it, maybe it's because I've been captured by you know right wing pendants, uh, you know, on Twitter. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'm maybe I maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm completely ignorant. But that's how I've been feeling the whole time. I, I'm feeling okay. Just go in there and do what you have to do as quickly as possible. Like the best war, if you have to cause a war, is the shortest war. You know. <laughs> is not a long prolonged war so then future generations don't have to live that same you know traumas right if you have to make a war you know then do it as quickly and and, and efficiently as, as as possible and you know and if you know if there are people if you somebody's grandmother is is a, is a hostage sitting in a hole somewhere in Hamas you know you do what you have to do just fucking do what you have to do <laughs> that's my whole feeling about this war so it's not a it's not an informed geopolitical opinion at all it's just very no primordial. no 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 i'm not an historian uh, historian or like an analyst either but the point is you know with these conflicts you have you have the the rational you know uh, analytic side of yourself that and then you have the instinctive first reaction yeah and that's yeah. this is kind of what breaks my mind because like my my first instinctive reaction is yeah of course i mean uh israel should uh you know uh have an a short and and excessive response to this yeah so that you know so that that never happens again yeah right exactly. because it's like so uh but but this is just an instinct you know that yeah. you can't and then you can think about it and then, oh, maybe that's good maybe that's bad yeah. i don't know yeah. but um i don't know where that comes from maybe it's just genetics and you know you know systems that are hormonally set up that as as Hyde suggests you know you know inform your political worldview but then again it's just like these are instincts and then there's like the the reception and the conversation in media which turns that all kind of upside down you know so i it's like i don't i don't because know because the oppressor is always the other you know the people who are you know so you just have to show images of of the horrors that the people are enduring in, in palestine and then the other that instinctual reaction comes up on the other side of course i mean if you were a muslim and you were seeing that and you know because those those people are have the same religion as you and and that look what they're doing to them and you know it's like you can kind of understand that as well right but again so, and i think we talked we talked last time about this i mean the the you know it's it's so improbable 
that out of this pre-modern traditional God-centric worldview that kind of spawned and is is is, is like like populated the the globe, you know, yeah. for for basically centuries. Yeah. Um, kind of that there there was a bubble in France and in the United States and in in Britain where suddenly suddenly something else emerged right suddenly a new stage of of human development of human cognition of of <laughs> cognitive complexity and all of this and it is so improbable and it is so it is, it is so um precious in a kind of way if you look from a macro perspective there's yeah, you know it's like there's no that it you know it's like there's so many other cultures where that doesn't happen or where the, where where that didn't happen so why exactly. why so why and most of the cultures in the Middle East, with the exception are, of Israel, are like that, right? right? I don't know how I heard something like Saudi Arabia killed like two hundred thousand Yemeni or something, or you know, or th there's like death numbers of deaths that 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 happened in those in, you know those societies, which and they're fighting each other. They're not even fighting this mythopoetic enemy called the Jews. You know they're fighting each other, or the Sunnis and the. Anyway, I, I don't want to get into the the whole details of it. But but Israel is a sort of a miraculous little society of that is almost livable in the midst of these other societies, which are lots of good people, a lot of corrupt governments and and terrible theocracies. I was listening to this this rabbi speaking. He was talking about how. You know, what really fucking sucks in the world right now is two things, bad religion and bad secularism. Mm, They're yeah. almost the same thing, right? Bad secularism is Judith Butler proclaiming that the Palestinians are freedom fighters uh, against capitalism or some utter nonsense like that, right? Yeah. That's bad secularism. And all the people marching on the you know, college campuses, pro-Palestinian, whatever that means, right? Yeah. I'm, of course, you're pro-Palestinian. Everybody, I'm pro-Palestinian. I'm pro-people, human beings, right? And it's, you know, of course. And then there's just fucked up religion, you know, which is I, I probably Wilbur's critique there is, yes, it's pre-modern religion, you know, and it doesn't work in the modern world, it doesn't. You know, it's it just it's just backwards. Um, yeah. So and so that's the point. I was having this conversation with with Marsha the other day. So there is this unholy alliance between, you know, postmodern kind of thinking and pre pre modern kind of thinking. And so you have lots of people that are not on the complexity stage of of postmodernity. You know, who are yeah. like still kind of pre-modern and they 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 have like these kind of you know the alliance with the pro-palestinian kind of people you know and that's that's the weird thing that you have um you, you know that you get captured by postmodern ideas but you are mm -hmm. not really postmodern you know and so that that's the weird thing you know because like because you know you're talking about i'm you know i'm referring to you saying there are good uh, ways of secularism and bad ways of secularism. Well, and the good, and the, yeah? Hmm? No, well, I would say that I, I, I think you have to have, let's say, I guess religion is, is a funny word, but secularism without spiritual values is fucked as well. So sure. I think the Jewish culture has, they have a more advanced and tolerant form of religiosity and they have secularism um and that's the way to go not like just 100 secularism versus you know you know so so i don't think you can throw the baby out with the, the bath water i think you have to have good religion uh not bad religion or maybe not even religion maybe it's well you should religion. have bad religion the band is fucking great what <laughs> the band is <laughs> you say I, I lost you there I, I missed your joke the who is great Bad religion. Oh, bad religion is a great band, you mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> bad religion, yeah. They were like punk rock ska or something. Yeah, yeah they were good. Mm. No, but the point, I, I get your point, and I, you know, it's like 
the, for me, the good kind of secularism, the you know, is when it's able to integrate. And again, that's you know also like a Wilbur notion when it's able to transcend and integrate what came before. And yeah. so you have a new operating system, you know, and that operating system should be able to integrate and to deal with the previous ones in a mature and healthy kind of way you know and so yep. it's like you you have for example you have germany and you have you know a, as a secular state and then you have lots of immigrants you know and i find the whole debate about you know what should i do with the immigrants i find that kind of stupid because it's like we have a rich system we have a good secular system just bring it in and integrate them in a yeah. proper way because you should do that not just yeah. from a good christian point of view but you know or just because we are rich no be because you know the system if the system is really worth it yeah if it has yeah. value it, so should they, prove itself, it should prove itself by showing that it can integrate minorities and immigrants absolutely yeah so well i was thinking about this actually that's that's great that's a very good interesting point huh because in, they were talking about you know um in so I think it was what was it? Uh, Trudeau was saying that they, you know, Canada was willing to take in half a million refugees uh, from Gaza, half a million people. Yeah. And so the conservative right wing people are going to say, "Oh yeah, we're going to be uh, destroyed and swallowed up by Islam," you know. Right. But but um, I don't know what happens if people from those societies come in the second or third generation. They're educated and and they. You know, if you do it right, yes. Mm -hmm. And there, some of them are, and, and some of them are religious, some of them aren't, and most of them are moderate. And you know, if it's done right, otherwise you have these ghettos, like like I think this is a problem with immigration in Europe, as you have these ghettos of of, of people practicing the same pre-modern style of religion in in secular you know enclaves. You know, even it's even worse, right? It's like uh, they they just they're in these ghettos. Right. And they, they, so, so they're, so it's, yeah, that's a tricky business. It's not like, yeah, if you, if I mean, it would be wonderful if, if, if half a million Gazans came to Canada and then, and got some education and, be, and, you know, and practice whatever religion they want and, you know, mixed with the population. It would be terrible if they came, if they came in there and started jihadi little groups in Canada, and, you know, whatever that would be. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but th that's that's the point because in Germany you have also these kind of ghettos, and they they develop because you know these people were brought in as cheap labor, and there was no not the real uh, real effort to yeah. you know uh, integrate them and and have the proper education programs. But you know, like if if democracy and our our system is yeah. of any value, it should be tested through immigration. Yeah. Right. That's that's the idea, because if it can't if it can't deal with that, then it's not worth its money. And then, yeah. then you can start it. So, so and Egypt, Egypt is taking in like almost no Gazans. Right. Isn't that interesting? Like these people are their own culture. They won't. Nobody wants those people like nobody will take them in. The only people that will take them in are the bleeding hearted liberals of the, you know, the secular, uh, you know, West um which uh you know looks like a conspiracy from a right-wing point of view yeah looks like a like a trojan horse where you know radical islam takes over the world which you know which you know isn't you know isn't gonna happen but. i mean you have to the point is you have to address certain uncomfortable truth truth mm -hmm. you know uh, and so it's like if you if you're willing to kill because you're not accepting you know because the other person's not accepting your god or if you're getting enraged because somebody makes a bad picture of your prophet you know or you get or you don't see that you know the uh, islamic religion is by design you know th there is a mimetic drive for military uh, engagement embedded mm -hmm. within the within the religion and so yeah. it's like muhammad was a warlord that was part of, of his whole shtick if you look at you know his biography his claim to fame was you know m military intervention at uh, you know when it was, well, it was 600, 600. Than, maybe he was more than that but yeah, yeah but he was not he was not a carpenter that's he what he did I'm go saying. to war unlike jesus yes, he was he was not he was <laughs> unlike not jesus and, and the buddha right so uh so there is a no, there is, but there is this element 
of uh, militarism embedded in Islam in a way that which is not in, in Buddhism or or, or or Christianity. And so you have to contend with the fact that they that there is a, a silent acknowledgement within the population of mm -hmm. you know that kind of mimetic aspect itself. Mm -hmm. so well, I mean, I, lo I mean, look at look at look at colonialism and Christian colonialism. I think there was a there was a back then there was certainly a drive to convert people to Christianity. You know, in in, in a yes, know. yeah. But so. again, it's again. But uh, Jesus was not a warlord. He was a carpenter. That's his backstory. Yeah, but he did say, "I come here to bring the sword." That's not that's what not what I mean. Also, Buddha, he was a prince. You know, Buddha wasn't a guy who was waging war against other tribes. Muhammad's claim to fame was waging mm -hmm. war against other tribes. Yeah, well. That's yeah, I mean it does seem that it does seem that that the most aggressive of of all the religiosities is Islam at the moment, not all forms of Islam because I'm very fond of Sufism. I'm not talking about these things, you know. I'm not. I mean, what about Protestantism? And you know, I don't. There's a lot of things. To I'm say. just talking about the mimetic core of, and I'm not saying it's only militarism, but I say it's in there. Well, in if we talk about the difference between the Jews and the Muslims, you know, it's very hard to become a convert to become a Jew. It's like. Um, Whereas anybody can become a Muslim tomorrow, for not having done anything to become a Muslim, it's just you just can say I'm a Muslim, or somebody can tell you you're a Muslim, you know, and you can I could we could all become Muslims tomorrow very easily. So there's this opposite in terms of, as you say, mimeticism. It's like we want to spread this everywhere, <laughs> right? Whereas uh, whereas the Jewish is like we want to practice our religion here on our land and and with a few people but not everybody because we're we're the chosen guys and <laughs> so it's yeah. it's kind of interesting yeah and they don't want every you know uh, you know they don't want everybody to become Jews they don't want everybody to become like them they don't want to right expand themselves out to everybody um. Which is why I, one of the reasons why I have more sympathy, you know. As soon as Christians or Muslims are, start to want to convert me, you know, I, I I'm like, get out of my garden, these Jehovah's Witnesses, or you know, I don't, I didn't, you know, stop talking to me about Jesus. If I'm interested in Jesus, I'll go and look, check him out myself. Yeah. You know, you know I, I got this like handwritten letter from the Jehovah's Witnesses saying, "Did you know that Jesus is like your Lord and that you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Him?" And fuck off. But again, like a like a funny anecdote from the time when humanism and the revolution and democracy started to boot up, basically, was yeah. that Thomas Jefferson, you know, mm -hmm. sitting on on his porch, taking the Bible and taking every piece of the Bible out that was not defendable in a rational kind of way so he took all the bullshit stories out of the bible and he let that stuff in in his personal bible you know that that he thought still makes sense from a rational perspective right mm -hmm. and so that that was his way to retaining uh you know christian values which would kind of make sense. You have to be able to look at a document which is 2,000 years old and say, well, that might be bullshit. You know? That might be worth... But there's a problem with taking out the, the myth of poetic stories of them because those stories aren't supposed to be rational. They're supposed to be transrational. Yeah, but again, it's, it's the act itself that it's the point here, not what is done by it. The act itself is we develop over this mythic literal kind of state literalism you know? yeah yeah you can't do that you just ask ask a muslim to take out the the, the Korans and to take all the the pages out and burn them that are you know just mythic literal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like it's the act itself you know the liberating act to take a book and to view it in a critical kind of way you might be wrong in your selection of what pages you might burn, 
but you are still able to burn the pages and that's the point yeah yeah well i agree you should be able to you know i don't know well it's interesting yeah some you know it's like if you're pra if you're practicing within a tradition you have texts that are sacred and you don't burn them but you know you don't burn yeah, but but you know i i i there's certain texts that i wouldn't burn so but what about you do but i wouldn't say I, but i still have the right to burn them that's the point i guess yeah exactly that's that's all you know yeah, so you all. have the right yeah. to burn the books of judith butler let's say yeah but that's... for some people it's some holy books you know we so... should have a, a judith butler book burning event <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> don't you think just yeah. like the way the, the 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 christians burn the Beatles records we'll get together and we'll invite everybody and we'll yeah. bring your judith butler books we're gonna burn them now yeah yeah hallelujah <laughs> yeah, i i don't know if we can we can pull it off in a in a self-ironic and sarcastic way because it's like we're not being so ironic or sarcastic we're, we're just, <laughs> I'm oh. not, no <laughs> those books should be burned or at least erased from your hard drive or you know or just that kind of mentality it's like um yeah there's all these kids marching for 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 all these all these university college kids marching in solidarity with gaza with palestinians what kind of solidarity do they have with palestinians they're spoiled brats i mean what bullshit and what nonsense and what ignorance and what it's like it's almost as you know i don't know so yeah so so what i was you know talking or thinking about you know uh, the other day was how to how to look at you know um, postmodernism in a how to undress postmodernism in a way that you can deal with it in a proper way and not like in the in the Petersonian kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so you have you have I I came up with this four quadrant kind of thing. So you have the academic useful, you have the academic useless, you have the cultural useful, and you have the cultural useless. Mm -hmm. And so like for example, you have academic useful like like systems theory. Yeah, you know, and, and all all that stuff, and then you have the 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 culturally, you know, the academic useless, which is you know all the Sokol, you know, babbling the affair in the '90s, and you have you know like a, a professor of literature suddenly you know telling the story of you know gender is all made up and is not informed in any sorts of biology. It's just a construct that you can choose. And so and these, these, you know, un, these useless kind of thing get hijacked from previous stages, you know, because they're yeah. not, they're not explicitly kind of um, postmodern. They, they're not playing to the strength of postmodernism. There is some truth to it, but it's so muddled up. It's so, it's so, you know, weird that, that you can't really use it in a in a in a in a good way and then you have the good cultural stuff you know the useful civil rights movement and whatnot and then you have you know the useless stuff culturally speaking which is like just people getting possessed by you know again getting captured by agri by postmodern egregores and by postmodern memes without really understanding where they're coming from and so in in talking about palestine and israel so you have to you have to content with the fact from which quadrant are you talking from you know are you talking mm -hmm. from the ac academic standpoint and then is it the useless or the useful one or I are like you that. just or are you just captured by some ideas uh you know culturally speaking yeah well i guess that's a good thing to to think about i mean just i mean your analysis is good the useful and the useless I mean, obviously, there's some useful things in Foucault and Lacan, and um, you know, and uh, obviously, and there's tons of useful things there. It's you know, beautiful things, also even you know, really incredible thought and um, and you know, fantastic. Um, and obviously, there's some wretched, horrific, you know, neo-Marxist, uh, what you know, uh, like. Uh, 
bullshit and they you know all of that's there right so so yes that's right we should separate the useless from the useful and and the useful is and uh and we could do that or separate the signal from the noise for sure and that's I mean, the- also made me think that like when we're looking at something like okay like like uh, Gaza and Israel, what can I what can I say that's useful, and what can I say that is just egregore possession that you know I've been, maybe I've been captured by the right wing, you know, uh, and uh, and I'm just spouting things that I've heard on Twitter, and maybe that's useless, you know, maybe I've been captured by the left, and I'm like bleeding heart for children and women who are you know suffering, and you know, and, but I don't. But I don't really get the what's really going on. I'm just it's just it's just sort of idiot compassion, right? Uh, as, as the Buddhists say. So so what is useful? What what can I say? Then what can I do? And what can how can I act that has some sort of use use for like myself so that I don't feel like I'm being raped by all this information? Yeah, you know. And useful to others, and that I'm saying something that 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 isn't, you know, just um, besides just I'm just if I'm not just contributing to the noise. Yeah, you know. So so I think that's good, useful and useless, and that, that yeah, well because could be academic. What did you say, academic, and what's the other one? You know, academic, useful, useless, and culturally useful. Cultural and, useful. and academic, yeah. So because it's like if you look at the academic useful stuff as an operating system, you know, that the the cognitive stage and and the cultural stage, that is an equally superior system to, you know, the modern one as the modern is to the to the to the pre-modern one. So it's like it's a and everything Mm -hmm. our our whole culture is so, you know, uh, permeated by systems thinking everything your whole day is structured by these things that came up with postmodern thinking you know systems computers you know it's like the the whole bunch of psychology and and everything you know and so and so um you have to you have to take a view at least at my point of view you have to take as you know the 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 point of view if you want to do that uh uh from the academic useful and then yeah. you can say, okay, there's structuralism, and there, okay, there might be stages of cognitive development, and all of this. And I mean, it's like, um, why would you approach the 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 conflict between Israel and Palestine or Russia and Ukraine, for example? So it's like, why would you approach that from a culturally useless point of view, where you just, you know, uh, an an NPR NPC kind of a replicator of some memes that that you know somebody as you say spouted on the internet you know it's it's like that's that's not that's just adding to the noise yeah 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 adding to the noise yeah and just like something i've been thinking about actually i was thinking about your discussion uh with nora and susan cook reuter um, cook reuter about and i was thinking about what they were talking about and and their objection let's say to systems thinking or to linear systems thinking and and uh and then i recently had a conversation with with mark gaffney and bonita roy who they, they started out sort of having a different position on that as well um so one was defending nature right just the way things are and like like all of these hyper autistic systematic male ways of thinking right the the women are sort of like going no come on guys get real you know you're living in a sort of a fantasy of conceptual blah blah right um you know what about the real (laughs) i think i I hear that a lot from the women you know uh, intellectuals in the community it's like like and then and then um and then to, to to defend the men there's this kind of like experimental constructivist like making things and trying things out and going out there and you know um risk risking you know uh, risking things and so there's a kind of there's a there's an expansionist quality to the masculine psyche that wants to go out there 
and uh, explore all these things we end up causing a lot of problems like we end up like really causing a lot of problems and and so no wonder that you know there's there's anti-masculine feeling in the in the in the culture but on the other hand then then, then there would be no there, there wouldn't be this creative explosive creative expression without that the, the, the that as well so uh without that you know ex- conceptual physical experimentation that you know men do uh so i was thinking about that in terms of the male male female i was like i was at the doctor's office with my son who's four years old and there's this little girl sitting there and she was smiling you know next to her mom and he was walking back in front of her and parading around and making noises and being a peacock (laughs) and it's like this is what men do okay we're crazy fuck get it get over it women you know we're like this we're gonna go out and do all kinds of shit and and that's how but there's this day and then the women are absolutely right to say hey guys you know relax a little bit with your with your autistic conceptual you know nonsense and come back to the real (laughs) what I felt that in the discussion with Nora and Susan Gruder that, and also what Benita was was saying, and and I think they're both they're both right, you know. And so the male was defending lineage, right? Like in the discussion with Gaffney, I was like, lineage, right? We need to have lineages, you know, lineage, the, you know, the Hebrew lineage or the, and then and then and then and then there then Benita was saying, well, there's. The, the, nature has a critique of culture right of 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 our lineages and and it goes way 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 deeper and then you go back and you have you know chimps and you know um this kind of primordial qualities of of who we are which are just very 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 basic anyway does that does all that make sense to you sure yeah I mean, uh, again, we are animals. Uh, did you listen? Did you saw that in the news about the the, the guy? He's 70, 70 years old, uh, like a law professor, and you know he was confronted in Panama, I think, or whatever, like on a on a blockade of people that were protesting, and he just took out a gun and shot two people, just like this, like in this, like in this movie, falling down with with Michael Douglas, like he completely broke mentally. He just had mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me. Of, you know this Leonard Cohen song? Um, you want it darker? We kill the flame. Do you know that song? Of course. Mm-hmm. There's a line where he he says like, uh, like uh, they're taking out the 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 guards and the, and and they're they're taking aim. So they're you know he's talking about war, and then he said. I, I was I was middle class and lame. My 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 problems were all middle class problems, right? And then I didn't know that I actually I could go out there and murder and kill and and wow, you know, you know, great. Wasn't um, that the theme song for True Detective season two or something? Probably, yeah. Mm. I mean, the, the the sense that we need to acknowledge this part of ourselves, especially you know that that it's there and that's that it could it could. I mean, just imagine that what happened to the these people on the kibbutz was happening in in my neighborhood. You know, I would you know I want to I want to go out and get a gun as quickly as 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 possible. You know, that's just what that's just the, that's just what I would want to do, <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, God. I mean, uh, to, I mean to to bring this together. I mean, you know, talking about the more female ways of of cognition, let's say, and the more masculine, and so you can you can say, of course, there are all these crises. There's a meta crisis coming and whatnot, and then you have all these super ego injunctions: what you can't do and what you shouldn't do because yeah. you're polluting your environment socially, climatically, like what whatnot, or it's, or you you you, and that's you know the argument of of Nora and Suzanne in that moment, just to be there. And to be with all these different impulses and acknowledge that they are there, that, you know, that everything, 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 everywhere, all at once, it's here. You know, all my bases, basic, basic, and all the highest impulses, all the drives, all the libido, all the mortido, all this, all this is right here, you know, and I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, uh, code switch in a way that i think oh no i i have the super ego which 
which kinds of orients me towards a better future. It's more like a complete awareness of who I am and yeah. you know what this very moment is about. And I like that about that conversation because I think it's a necessary one because it's like if you if we have a future, we have it in this kind of you know turning of of the world and because we are able to be aware we are able to be aware of all these different impulses and desires and whatnot mm -hmm. even if it's desire to kill you know yeah 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 we have to be aware of that um and then occasionally we have to go out and kill right hopefully mm -hmm. not but i mean i think the more you suppress it you know the more puritanical uh uh a society is you see that with america the more it wages war against other countries yeah no but I, I mean you're pushing back a bit but it's it's absolutely true and i you know you want to insist on that that you not to be a pacifist right because right being a pacifist is is it, it enables those forces right to to uh like it, it, you have to protect your world and, and to protect your world, there are times where you have to use violence, and uh, and and that's just reality. And you, of course, it's the last possible. It's the last thing you want to do, and it's the last thing you should do. But uh, but it but it but it's there, and we need to know it. And if we don't, we're just so naive and so so stupid, and so like American middle class or something. We're just we're just naive. Mm. That's what I. That's what I've been wrestling with, <laughs> mm. thinking about recently. Well, you're more American than than I am. So. Well, maybe that's why I can I can. I have a revulsion towards it, <laughs> right? Because you can see it, and you know, in yourself and in your own culture. Yeah, I mean, the the point that you're kind of yeah, you know, that what what I find also interesting is how much of your context defines your view on this whole this whole issue you know mm -hmm. about israel and palestine because i mean i'm german you know i have a different background on how to view this whole conflict that let's say an american let's say thaddeus russell well, or that's whatever. Mm. you know and so it's like there is no absolute view there's only like a conditional view and the my my german conditional view is that and I mean like the the minister Habeck he I don't really like him that much you know but the the vice chancellor um, I don't really like him that much but he made like a absolute grandiose and big speech a good speech about our you know responsibility as Germans and you know that there are certain situations where there is no but you know there's no but yeah, you know? yeah so yeah. There, there is a clear line for us Germans how to treat this conflict and i right I very... right because yeah i mean there's some i heard some people talking about anti-semitism and they're like oh yeah anti-semitism that's just some sort of excuse or it's really semitism it's really you know or something you know some kind of hegelian thing or anti-semitism is really semitism and therefore you know it's bullshit. And then everybody is using this word Zionism, right? Oh, those yeah. Zionists, right? Those bad Zionists. And this is just saying Jew in another way that makes you more comfortable with your anti-Semitism, basically. Right. That's right. what when people say Zionism, they're just they're just they're just talking about um um they're they're the fact that they hate Jews. Yeah. You know, and so so uh so Yes, anti-Semitism is, is a fucking real thing, and it, it's it's historically real, and it comes up over and over and over again. And you, as a German, know that. But, but it, but it, but what it is is it's it's kind of in one way it's it's that you need a scapegoat for something, and it's always it's always the uh, the smart people that you scapegoat, or the you know it's always the people who are successful that you scapegoat, or or for whatever reason you know there's multiple reasons the Jews are the ultimate scapegoat yeah and people need to know that and you see on twitter that you know what's his name gadsad is like there's there's caricatures yeah, yeah. of him with a big nose and all these images came out like that's what was happening in 1930 with in germany yeah. when germans are the most smart educated people in the world right they were the most 
sophisticated educated you know people in the world and just like the americans are like they all have college educations but you know, they're all idiots right you know what i mean yeah sure but, I mean, I mean, they have college yeah, yeah, educations, sure. but they're idiots. Yeah, they, they're just idiots. You know, it's like you can be as smart as you just, you know, they can't even notice that anti-Semitism is rising up in the world and that this this is a dangerous business. And, and that, you know, pretty soon that Jews are going to be, you know, they're going to start lynching Jews all over again. Yeah. Um, and that is a problem. Duh. I mean, of course, it's a problem Islamophobia, but how many millions of Islam Islamic people are there and, and and how and how this and the Jew, Jew Jewish people are are a minority. So that's anyway. what I mean. I mean that's why I say it's it's not about Islamophobia. It's it's about Islam Islamo realism. Yeah, you know. And so you, it's like this is also a thing. If you have the one thing, you have the other thing as well. And again, it's like I as a, as a German, I have a specific vantage point necessarily. You know, and that's that's you know I can't. That's the uh, social construction aspect of it, which is which is true. I can't really escape that. I can't switch that off. It's so deeply ingrained my mm -hmm. history, my upbringing, the way I use language and everything. And from my point of view, the thing is very clear cut. There's no but. You know, yeah. it's just like so. You know, we there is. If there ever was, uh, you know, a cultural responsibility or I don't want to say guilt because, I mean, I, my generation has nothing to do with this. But, you know, if there's some, you know, mimetic kind of thing that there is a responsibility that Germans have in regard of Israel. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's it. And you, it's like you can you can be American and you can critique foreign policy and and you can do it smart. And that's that's adding something probably if you're doing it smart and if you're doing it right, then you're adding something to the discourse. You know, and I would I would presume, for example, that Thaddeus Russell is somebody like that, you know, who comes from an American vantage point and has the proper and has some views on it that give it a little different perspective on it. But this is adding to the discourse. But, you know, it's like I can't expect him to have a German one. I can't have to expect him to have like a German view on these things. But this is what cultural conversation is about. But, you know, all these stupid voices that just emulate memes and and ideas and don't know, you know, it's like that yeah. that's not adding anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're speaking of holding multiple perspectives, right? Because every perspective is a limitation. and you know there's so much that we don't know and in fact we don't know most things so we have a li extremely limited perspective right, of right. reality and the, the best we can do is put together as many perspectives as we can and and find the signal and find what seems to be true to us what seems true not what is true as if we could ever right. ever know yeah right yeah, absolutely and so this cultural conditioning kind of helps to, you know, to decompress or like to 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 reduce the complexity of the issue. Because as you say, it's like I I I haven't been in Gaza nor in Israel. I never visited, so it's like I I have I have no direct knowledge. And even if I would have been there, like for vacation or holiday or what, so what what could I have learned? So I, it's like it's mm -hmm. like there's it's like our cultural conditioning helps to. To deal with the complexity of of the issue, you know, yeah. because I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I don't know as well. You know, we don't. We yeah. It's like yeah. I guess it's just what what did what did uh, who who called it epistemological hu humility here? We we don't we don't know, but we just do the best we can and say, okay, this is what it seems Wasn't like it to, to me. Maybe yeah. Mm, the the neuro neuro uh, scientist yeah, Thomas Metzinger, sure. the ego tunnel, yes. Mm. Yeah, but 